What would you say you do here? You shut your mouth when you're talking to me. There are no more shenanigans, no more tomfoolery, no more ballyhoo. After too long of a hiatus, Cartoon Casual is back. I don't know how the studio works anymore. I, I forgot. I, I was like, I couldn't spell podcast. One of the big rainstorms we had, we've had them around, people. We all know this. Yeah. yeah Major downtown. Somebody texted me, one of my friends back east texted me, hey, uh, she, she lives in New Hampshire. She goes, right. I realize that the weather in Arizona has been crazy lately, but uh, do you think maybe you and Paul could get together and have a conversation and let us listen again? <laughs> Which I thought was a very <laughs> sly way of saying stop being fucking dumbasses. Ah, it's a timing thing. And Who was that we were to talk about recently? Her, her or name not? is Jay. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, another one. Yeah. Because there are other people. Yeah, there are. Females, there, to be there, honest. Yeah, like the yeah, going, yeah. Oh, her we, name is Jay. Yeah. We, enough of you guys. We've heard the guys are going, oh, we've heard enough of those guys blow you. Yeah, no shit. Like, can we please get some beautiful women on the podcast? Right. At least beautiful sounding women. But the women are like, we haven't heard you guys talking. Yeah, know. but it, it honestly, the women have spoken because it's like there's like four of them that have actually come out of the woodwork. Yeah, three of whom I really was okay with hearing from. The other one we just d- spent two hours discussing. So I have to let you know, I'm glad the board is working because we had another one of the storms where it drives, oh, yeah. where it drives the rain up the roof. It travels because the wind is so strong. Oh, up the pitch and it into comes, the vents. And then down in here, and I'm telling you, this whole it was soaked around here. That was buried in water. I you I can I tell you, I didn't tell you that. R- Electronics are way more resilient than we give them credit for. Right, uh, they're not like vacuum tubes. Jer- Jeremiah, more. yeah, <laughs> Jeremiah Green, uh, his, oh god, what are those turntables? He's gonna he's gonna just slap the shit out of me for it. He has the old classic twelve hundreds. They're twelve hundred. You put the bird down no. and the bird plays <laughs> on the rock. Yeah, with the <laughs> <laughs> Jesus, no. Not that old, oh. but they're 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 I think they're Mark threes, which means they're probably manufactured like the late nineties, and they're twelve hundreds. They're they're I can't remember. I, I honestly they're not Audio Technica. It's a different brand. Anyway, okay. um, Techniques. I got the it. Techniques twelve hundreds. Oh, they the were silver everywhere. ones. God, you could find them everywhere. Yes, yeah. but the, that specific model is it's one of the first uh, direct drive. Okay. Um, that's 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 why they're sought after and they're bulletproof. And he has had on multiple occasions had to tip them over and dump water out of the case, <laughs> let them dry going. out for half a day, and they still fucking work. Because he works outside sometimes. And yeah, yeah, out. exactly. So, I'm I, I'm I'm not shocked that the mixer is still working, although yeah. it is not a high quality as that, but it is high quality. But yeah, it's been a while, and uh, it's been almost a month since we've sat here staring at each other. Yeah. So there you go. Now we got the fire. We do. Lots of things have gone on. Um, so I got a, um, speaking of water, I got a, and we have a big <laughs> drought going on out here. We did. As we all know. We did. Now we have, still, big, we have big allergy problems going on out here. We no, do. we definitely still have a drought. It's just everything's very green. So I, I never really, I've been here more than, than not, but I, on a Saturday or a couple, like last Saturday, I went, I'm going to go check the mail. And I happened to have the Kingman, City of Kingman water bill there, which I never look, I don't even give a shit. It's always, I don't know. Thirty or forty bucks a month. That's what we use at, out out here. It's that's not, it. It's not much water. Oh, because yeah. you guys aren't on city sewer. Are we're you on sewer though? But it's not city sewer. Yeah, I don't know how that works out here? Because we're way out. We're not. We're past city mm, limits. Mm, that's, but, but I pay water to the city of Kingman. Yeah, because the city owns this property. Right. The, so that's the thing. If you look at my water bill, I'm in the city limits, and I'm on city water and sewer. So it's all in the same bill. That's the. Uh, there's that extra, what is it, like $40 or $35 or something on every water bill that everybody in the city of Kingman has to pay to pay for that, for that big, big, beautiful, brand thing. new 
barely used treatment plant that the feds told us we had to have. But it's getting there because they're building more houses and shit. Oh, and they're building. Yeah, no, I get it. No, yeah. it's and it's slowly getting paid off. They refinanced yeah. it a few years ago. Yeah, it used it's better. Used than to be it was. bad, but so that's why you have a thirty or forty dollar yeah, water bill. Yeah, it's, it's which not is great. much. So we have yeah, it goes. It, it does go to sewer, and we have the water. We don't use a lot of water. We don't have a high. Con- it's just like four people. Yeah. Pissing and during the dumping during and the occasionally day, using a hose or something like that. Not very often, though. Yeah. yeah, very, very rarely. Okay, so I just happen to be out there here in a setting. Oh, look at the water bill. This is so funny, right? Because it's, you know, I've been some high stress in my life lately for yeah. several reasons. <laughs> it's just so funny because I, I open it up. Guess what the water bill is? You're not going to guess. So it's going to be uh, eleven hundred dollars. Try to try to say keep going. I'm going to just tell you right now. Go ahead and tell me. Ten thousand four hundred dollars. <laughs> Are I'm, you not, sure I'm, you not, get, I'm not kidding. You didn't get a water bill for one of the farms? I'm not kidding. Yuck, 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 yuck. 10,400. So then I'm going, then there's a history there. It shows the history of it, right? It goes, oh, this month was 2,000 gallons, and it went to 4,000, then down to two, and then this. You know, this is every month. Yeah. Month by month. Boom, 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 boom. Are you ready for the, the last of the claims and we used? Yeah. 1.25 million gallons. Um... <laughs> and I, can you even leak that much water if you just I'm turn on there. a spigot I, and let it go? I'm getting there. So, so in a month time frame, that's right. A fuck Again, look. I never look at those bills because I know what they are about a month. Ashley takes care of it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. <laughs> so wait, hold on. Let me let me figure something out before you do this. Oh no, I've done all the math. Four I'm, four I'm, gallons per hour, which is normal. I assume you're not on an industrial. It's probably it's it's probably residential. Because you no, didn't need that, so it's four yeah, gallons. Yeah, it's just a regular main we'll it, or small line that comes in. Yeah. And we've got two, so four, two toilets four and a Four gallons a hose. per hour. Wait, what's per, per minute. Sorry, per minute. What, why did you say four gallons So four per gallons minute? per minute. That's what the flow rate is for residential. I only know that that's from- That's it? Yeah. Four gallons per minute. I bet we can do more than that. But anyway, that's fine. 60. So it's 240 gallons an hour. Okay, maybe the math does come out. 24 hours. I don't think it, don't think it will. 5,700 uh, 5,760 gallons in a 24-hour period. All right, period. stop. Talk to me, Matt, because I'm got. i going to okay, run okay, this, okay? okay. So, ten, you know, again, the, what, but the hilarity of it all was my, again, don't do any, don't share the, don't share the math yeah, yet. Okay, okay, okay. I've got it for a month, for monthly usage, the maximum. Gotcha. So the hilarity of it all is that, again, high stress, I never look at these bills. I know what stuff's going in and going on. I know what's going on with the shitty customer out there. I got, oh, let me just look. I'm just going to look at the water bill. I haven't really seen it in a while. And again, it's never been like that. Is it, it on auto draft? Ten th- I don't really remember. Yes, it is, actually. Oh, gosh. I set it up. But I just happened to see it. 10,400, whatever. And it's 1.25 million gallons. I'm going, wait. So I think that was, yeah, I went ahead and texted or contacted Ashley. I said, what the fuck is this? She goes, Paul, it's always $40, 45 dollars. I've never. I said I did, this is the only day I've. I haven't opened a City of Kingman water bill in six years, and now I'm opening up this. What the holy fuck? She goes, "Well, we got to take care of it. It's on auto draft." I went, "What the holy fuck?" So I did the math. One point two five million gallons in thirty days is forty two thousand gallons per day. Per day, a tank that big. Okay, so it's a. <laughs> It's a big ass water tank, like the folks. If you're local, like the water tanks up on the side of the hill, up going to the Clax Canyon, <laughs> that is a that is a okay per day. How many gallons? Forty two thousand. Forty two thousand gallons. Okay, per day. A day. Okay, so I went. I don't think that's the case. So I'm, I walk around there, and it looks like there's some damp areas, like because we've been having a lot of rain. Yeah. But that there's dry, damp. I'm going. I don't think that would per day. That would be per day. 
that would be this is a your I think the stuff your foundation would sink right this is two average size swimming pools per day yeah okay so now I can actually, I just throw out there what my calculation was for thirty days okay go ahead At four gallons per minute is one hundred and seventy two thousand right ish one hundred and seventy two thousand eight hundred call it a hundred and call it a hundred and seventy five thousand gallons in a nice round number. thirty days if you just turned on a spigot and, and just let her run let her yeah. rip but my one point two five million gallons. <laughs> 30 days. Okay. Okay. So, Ashley called. The, I was kind of, you know, it was Monday morning or whatever it was. I said, call this, obviously, call the city. Just write in the first thing whenever they open. So she looked at the end. She goes, oh, yeah. God, that's a lot of consumption. It's still kind of funny. Not funny, but she's like, that's not right. That's just, that's not fucking right. It's not. Period. End of story. And by the way, if it were that much consumption, wouldn't you notify us? Something, somebody, yeah, somehow, right? like, and that's ten thousand four hundred dollars or whatever it was. So um, we walk out there because we know where the where the meter is. We thought we could find. We can't find it now because there's goddamn weeds everywhere. Yeah. And again, it's but it would have to be a leak from. I know about where the meter is out there. I know damn close within ten feet. So between that meter and the building, which is about one hundred fifty feet away, there's there's just it's just normal dirt. Yeah. Something's wrong. Obviously, it's a clerical error. The wrong meters. And these have a little auto. These are like like a radio wave. Like they send how many gallons yeah. they are. Fine. So the woman comes out and um, a meter made. Yeah, and she's a nice lady. I think I've seen her before, but she comes out that day because it was like a huge, num- massive number. Yeah. And they want to probably find out if if there is a leak like that. So she comes out and I meet her and we go walk out there. I said it's around here. I said. Wouldn't you think if there? I showed her the picture. That's forty-two thousand gallons a day. You showed her the picture of the yes. water tank. I okay. said, "Wouldn't you think that that would be a ma- major mud pit? Like we have all the herding cattle around. We'd have a huge oasis. It would be a a wetland. It would be now. It would be on the in Arizona wetland. Yes, with with alligators and all, and geese. And then she goes because she can't really say anything. Probably she goes. I don't know. It might be kind of hard to tell because all the rain we've had around here. <laughs> That's what she said. Oh and God! I, would, I don't think so. I just, I just don't. I don't think so, I, Scooter. I don't think so. So they find she couldn't find it either. I went. Well, maybe it's buried now because who knows what. The, so she finally did poke around. They got another person to come out with an actual map of where the meter is, and they got within a couple of feet. And she was scraping around when she knocked the little radio receiver off. She went bam and knocked it off. So I went good. Let's look down there. And of course, nothing's turning. You know, like in other words, we weren't flushing any toilets at the time. Yeah, there was no. You, you see a little red dial moving around. Yeah, there's it, no. There flowing. Was no, there's no usage. There's no at that flow. Moment. I said, right. well, there, there you go. So and, clearly, it's not leaking. Right. And okay. she read the number and goes, "Well, that's you only use a couple thousand gallons." I said, "Yeah, that's normal. That's normal." She goes, "I don't know where there's no. I have no idea how this came up." Now, did she look at the pre the the the? Well, so she okay. So she did look at the previous number. So it's not like. Okay, so she did look at the previous number, which is how she was able to determine that you guys only use a couple thousand gallons, right, exactly. which is normal. Right. So I wonder where that mistake came from, because I'm trying to think of any place around here that would use that much. Well, I, like if he, if she checked, like maybe Laren, because they're a machine shop, they do machining of big stuff, so they have all that okay. water going in there, but most places reuse so that So I think it. I know the largest consumer of water. I'm going to let everybody know, and they're going to go, that sucks how they do it. You want me to spill the beans around here That's now? That's fine. It's the... Um, I, the, I know it's a lot. Of, the it, grow? No. Oh. The, I think it's a lot less. It's the styrofoam manufacturing company here because how you make styrofoam is it comes in little, 
hard pellets, right? And you, you you inject steam into this huge cylinder or this huge area. Oh, and, and then it expands they to the if, to fit the mold. If you look right now, you'll see twenty four seven. There's steam pouring out of that building right, right back there. Right, might have been that one, or somehow they they picked up a radio wave from them, or it was either a a clerical error, or it right. was they were driving around and wrote down the wrong number. Yeah, obviously, but. The funniest part to me is that first of all, it's not funny. It, is that you know, there's you know, she goes, "Well, I don't know. It'd be hard to tell with all the rain." And I'm just thinking, "You're a water person. You're telling me that that every day is gonna again, it'll be terrible out here." Plus, I never look at. I've never looked years in years. I've never looked at the water bill. It's just hilarious. But I'm. It's also lucky that I did because they would have tried to run our credit card for. Ten thousand four hundred dollars, and they would. That's such a ridiculous amount of water, and so and I know such what, a, and I know what card is on there. I don't know if they would even take it. I really Blackbridge, we use a shitload of water for fermenting and cleaning, like just oh, to yeah, manufacture, spray and clean a lot. Well, just yeah. for manufacturing beer is a shitload of, of of water, and then cleaning everything, we use you know all that water and hosing off the back patio and all that shit. Our water bills, you know, eight hundred to a thousand dollars a month. That's pretty which substantial. We, well, we split it, you know, next door, but ours is like eighty oh, percent of it. Yeah, because okay, gotcha. we, we run off the same meter. Okay. So, like, yeah, um, wow, that's f- fucking forty-two thousand dollars, forty-two thousand gallons a day. Then I started talking because that's ten thousand dollars, right? So that's like if you divide it all out, it's about three hundred dollars a day. In other words, it would take about three hundred dollars to fill forty-two thousand. I'm thinking, wow, there's a water shortage. I could do that if I wanted to. Like, I could just turn on a bunch of spigots and let it run because I just felt like pissing everybody off. Yeah. And here's $300 a day, and I'm just going to let 42,000 gallons just piss out there anywhere yeah. I want. So I just was just thinking about that. That's kind of odd how you could do that if you want to just really waste that much water. And then I started thinking, of course, again, about the farmers out here. Mm-hmm. And there's massive pipes. They have and they're doing... Around. Th- yeah, they're... Oh, my God. They're just so much more... Sucking and sucking this water out. 200 and some odd... I think there's over 200 wells out here that are like eight or ten inches in diameter that are just massive pumps it's, going out here. It's bad. It's really bad. It's so bad here that it, we made national news. Yeah. On the, was it uh, in the last week, area, last week tonight area. on, uh, on well, last week tonight with John Oliver? Oh, that was, yeah, that, that was, was a about, few weeks about ago. a month ago. Yeah. yeah, three weeks ago, a month ago. Well, that's where he cracked that joke that I fucking died laughing. I lo- about, I, about Kingman? Uh, no, it wasn't about Kingman. It, what it was, you said, it, the drought is getting so bad in the Southwest that they're starting to find bodies <laughs> in, La- in Lake Mead that are washed up. which is now up to eight. They they're found fi- another one a couple days ago. <laughs> it's like they're finding bodies in the, you know, that were dumped in Lake Mead decades ago, which was terrifying to me until I remembered that I dumped all my bodies in Lake Mojave. And I fucking, <laughs> boom! Oh, yeah. I remember The local that. joke. I love that he had a local joke that only locals would get. Because people would be like, they, everybody knows Lake Mead. Everybody knows Lake Powell. Everybody knows Lake Havasu. Sure. Lake Mojave used to be like a little gym that no gym that uh, like nobody knew about. But right. th- I just love that he called that out. I just love that. And then We've they all inter- Lake Mojave. So that's great. interview people in northern Arizona and in southern Arizona, southwestern Arizona and northwestern Arizona about farmland and uh, any regulation. They're like, no, the only regulation is you can't have uh, two wells closer than ten feet to each other. <laughs> so you can do a build a well, sink a well on your land in Arizona every ten feet. Every single, like every wow. ten feet, and pump as much water out of the ground as you want, and there's no regulation on it. And when I that's found, insane. That's fucking terrifying, is what that is. Yeah, yeah. So. That's why they're out here. Here they are. No, they're all, all the out. farmers. No, I get it. Fucking I get it. free water, literally free water. Yeah, free fucking water. Yeah, yeah it's unfortunate, but yeah. anyway. And then we think they're going to be making some progress with it. So, um, uh, uh, is that it? 
Water talk? Is it way done with water talk? Water talk. Or t- I don't know. I can't remember. You want to move on to water sports? Oh. <laughs> no. Have you ever had a woman want to pee on you, Paul? Let me think about I, there, it. You had a woman want, want, want to watch you pee because she was yes. interested in the mechanics of it, she which I She really get. was interested in that. And I could just, it's funny because I did, we all know, we've all, this is episodes, you know, a couple years ago at least. At least. And I didn't have, I don't have stage fright. And then I, at, at a strip club, the, the strippers would come in the men's bathroom and watch them pee too. In Atlanta, I remember that. I actually had that happen to me in a strip club in Vegas as well, where, where yeah. the strippers go and they're like, hey, what's up, boys? And like make all these guys uncomfortable and like try and. I've and, never and had I'm, stage fright for peeing. I just can't. I, I haven't go. either. I've had guys get uh, make me uncomfortable to where I'm like, I stop midstream and go to a stall. Right. Um, but uh, never had really a stage fright. It was more like, I better stop peeing in case I have to fight this person. One of the funniest bathroom moments I had with a good friend of mine back back east, good-looking, he like, looks like a model dude, but we were in some new bar in Sumter, South Carolina. And, um, is that where the fort is? No. You would think. You would think. It's probably the meaning about the same guy. Yes, Fort Sumter and then Sumter, yeah. South Carolina. So who knows? I'm sure it's the same dude. Whatever. Um, and uh, I went to the bathroom, and my buddy went to the you know how guys do we went to the bathroom together you know how guys do that yeah totally guys do that <laughs> apparently use guys in the south do that right. heard you boys from north carolina a little light in your loafers <laughs> anyway so so tommy and i go to this bathroom this other dude came in there and he was after tommy tommy's a good looking dude he's good looking enough to where he could be you know a lot of gay dudes they're just really well, take care of themselves very well put together and he's yeah. kind of like he doesn't look gay to me because i know him forever and he's not i've seen him in action <laughs> you know so Cool group sex talk with Paul Gaines. That's the next episode. Right. Anyway, um, seen him in action. <laughs> Fairly certain. And it was this a guy, woman. And, and I'm I'm peeing, and so is Tommy. And this dude is in there, and he, he's talking to me. I'm going, this guy's gay. You know, it didn't bother me, but I'm going, he's hitting on my buddy Tommy. Tommy finally figured it out. He was a little slow on the uptake. I'm from Atlanta. He wasn't. And then Tommy's reaction was not. Because my reaction would be, dude, I'm flattered, but I'm not gay. That's all I would say. I'm, I'm not. But thank How did you. He, so his reaction was it was his bad. Was he what was he saying? What was he saying? Was he was like, that's a nice big hog you got I there, know, sir. It wasn't quite that obvious, but it was obvious. Like, oh, he's like, oh, hey, you need help. Hey, where that? are you guys from, or where are you from, sweetie, or something, something like that, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, oh shit. Okay. And then Tommy's not. And then finally, but his his retort, his initial, leave me alone, response was. Hey, I'm married, so I kind of laughed. And he, and he, we kind of, what's so funny? I said, because that's not what I would have said. I said, I'm not gay. Yeah, it is like you didn't tell me you're married doesn't mean you're not gay, (laughs) Tommy. Because there are plenty of married people to the opposite sex who are gay. Oh my god, you know, I think that that's his knee jerk reaction. Is like, I'm married. Okay, (laughs) what would you said? I said, I'm not. Thank you, but I'm not gay. Yeah, that's it. Did you ever see the movie Pitch Perfect? I don't know, maybe. With uh, Anna Kendrick. It's about a, 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 a group of college girls that are in a, uh, like a, an acapella group. It's They're hilarious fucking movies. Hilarious. When was it going to come out about? There's three of them. The first oh. one came out, I think, 2012, maybe? 2011? Okay, so it's... So the first one... The very they're in first college scene, or doing they're, shit they're in college. college right, okay, and then they, they just keep going back, whatever. Okay. So they... Um, but it's a hilarious movie. But the, one of the first scenes is Anna Kendrick, who's phenomenal singer, actress, whatever. She's gorgeous. She's in like a dorm shower that has like its own shower curtain, but it's a whole bunch of stalls, right? Mm-hmm. She's in a shower curtain, and one of the girls that was trying to recruit her into the club, hears or into like the the acapella group, 
hears her singing in the shower, and this girl just walks in naked, and she's like, uh, Anna Kendrick's character is like, what the hell are you doing? Uh, she's like, I heard you singing. I want you in the our acapella group. She's like, that's fine. I'm flattered, but can you get out of my shower, please? And she's like, oh, come on. I mean, it'll be fun. You should be and like, like the thinly veiled, like, let's go. Let's let's make out in the shower, but also you should join the acapella group. And well, I was gonna. Here's my question: so, Did Anna, she really want her in the acapella group? Yeah, no, she also, absolutely she did. Really did. And it she wasn't ends just up, a, this is like the, oh, one of the opening scenes of the movie, and she okay. ends up in the group, and she's in all three movies, whatever. Oh, but okay. she uh, she goes, um, <laughs> the the chick who's trying to recruit her says to Anna Kendrick, she's like, oh, you know, it could be fun. She's like, no, I'm straight, and she goes, so spaghetti until it gets wet. <laughs> oh my god! And I'm like, <laughs> I wish I was a woman so I could use that fucking line. Like that is so fucking good, right? So good, so dynamite. Like so spaghetti until it gets wet. That I've One never, my, I can't even ever haven't heard that line or someone has and blurted that line. No out shit, to all me. the lesbians you've hung out with oh, and bisexual women, like you can't believe you've never. I know. I'm straight, so spaghetti until it gets wet. <laughs> Fuck, it's so good. So so now good. I want to see these movies. Yeah, you should. They are dynamite. Gonna have a movie night. But, Fall, fall's but, coming. Movie yeah, nights. Movie nights are gonna come soon. Yeah, we have movie nights. Now here. you're. It's a musical though. That's fine. Are you sure? Are you come to terms I'm with okay that? Okay with that. All three of them are. You're saying. I was just talking with my friend Shelly, who is a new listener to the uh, podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're like concert and, and, until con- we stopped recording. No, no, yeah, right. She's a new listener. You guys had one episode, and that's no, all no, I no. She got in the episode, I got in the podcast last year. Okay. Uh, she and I have gone to a handful of concerts together, hung out. She's just she's a good friend. And um, we were talking about that on on uh, Friday night. What were we talking about? I lost my train of thought. Oh shit! You killed my train of thought. I'm sorry. Sh- the musical, maybe. Oh, musicals. Yeah. And because I told her about, I said, "Do you like musicals?" Oh, we were talking about the theater in, in Havasu because we we're coming back from Havasu. We saw also folks, dynamite bands. I watched at Jeremy's Juke Joint last Friday. Mm-hmm. It's called Safety Orange. Hilarious, talented. They're from San Diego. They're a reggae band, but they do weird mashup covers. Okay, which are like I like. I'll probably throw a couple on for our break music because they're just that fucking good. And I got clearance from the band to do it because they're on Spotify. They're signed and all that stuff. Cool. Uh, but anyway, we're coming back from Havasu, and I stayed uh, uh, uncharacteristically sober Friday night because Shelly said. Uh, you know what? I don't drink, you know, so you're welcome to drink on Friday night when we go, but um, you know, and I'll drive back and I'm like, that's cool. Can you drive stick? And she goes, oh. I guess you're going to be driving back. And I'm like, that's cool. Which by the way, also a nice little plug for Heineken Zero. I've never had Heineken Zero before, but I've had other non-alcoholic so beers. So now you're about to tell me it's good. And they're f- it's fucking delicious. It actually tastes better than regular Heineken, which isn't that hard to do. <laughs> uh. So I drank a bunch of Heineken Zeros uh, last Friday night. But the funny thing about Heineken Zero Still, still makes you pee a lot, just like. But here's what have been funny: you should have drank anyway, gotten drunk, and then taught her how to drive a stick. I joked about that. That would be funny because I, the cop would pull over like in the middle of the night in the high, on I forty and go, "What the what the? Why are you? Well, fucking, he's drunk. I haven't driven a stick, and here we are, officer. I, I'm teaching. He's teaching how to drive a stick. Yeah, right. Exactly. Because he's teaching he me how to drive. Hey, <laughs> hey, do you know how to drive stick, officer? <laughs> Come that's on a, in. That's a, is that, but that's an automatic in your car, ain't it? <laughs> anyway. Um, and the cop, that but, would be hilarious to cop. You're not going to believe this. The guy's drunk. It's get, his car. He's teaching her how to drive a stick on at, the way back from At 75 Havasu. miles an hour. At on 2 in the morning. 2 o'clock in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> So you know, she's not drunk. Nope, not a no, drop. She's not even a drop. He's, she said she hasn't drank in months. That's it. And he's wasted. <laughs> he's wasted, but you know what? She hasn't stalled it. 
in like and five miles. He's talking like Harry Carey. So and I don't know why he sounds like Harry Carey. He said he's not from Chicago. He doesn't even really like baseball that much. But he's like, hey, can you drive stick? I bet you can. <laughs> when I drive stick, I like to drink it with a tall, cool Budweiser. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, uh, no, we're cruising past the movie theater. And she goes, have you ever seen a movie at that theater? And I'm like, honey, I've seen... Oh, the Mud Sharks one. The, yeah. yeah. No, 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 no. Oh. No, the one we go to. Oh, the good that one. one. Okay. The good one over yeah. by the mall. Yeah. The and mall. Uh, the ball. Actually, we ate at the Wet Clam. Oh, yeah. shout out to the Wet Clam. Yeah, they could, uh, this should be our first sponsor. They. Re- oh no, I'm sorry, our second. Sponsor. Our second sponsor. Yeah, Jer- be hilarious. Uh, we're, we're sponsored by Jeremy's Juke Joint, uh, the Cellar Door Wine Bar downtown Kingman, Arizona, and the Wet Clam, and the Wet Clam in Lake Havasu City. I, I, we should reach out to him because I'm, I'm enamored of that place. I've been there five times now, and it's fantastic. See, if you guys give us a free meal, we will, we will talk, talk you guys. Free up. meal and five, uh, five drinks apiece. Right, and that's it. So, so two meals do. and ten drinks, and that's Here's all you get. Yeah, Here it is. You're gonna love the it. Wet clam. They do pretty good job. No, they do. They, they do. As a person who's been around bowls in the right. south, bowls. you, you know. Yeah, it's decent. Uh, anyway, any, go ahead. anyway, so we're cruising past. Have you ever been into a theater there? And I'm like, a theater. Have you ever been to this theater? And I said, Yeah, I've been there. Uh, several dozen times uh, for big releases. We're talking about that. I said the first time I went there was in 2012 when Les Mis was released in the theater, the one with Anne Hathaway. She's like, Les Mis, that's a musical, right? And I'm like, yeah. And she just kind of looks at me and she goes, you like musicals? I'm like, are you surprised? (laughs) And she's like, you know, not really. And I'm like, I am... I love, 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 love musicals. I love musical theater. I I love going and watching and all that. And... But I am the straightest guy on earth that loves fucking musicals. I just do. I, I always have. And it goes back to being a little kid, and then we started talking about musicals and all that. So that's why that was talking about that the other night. So if, if you're ready you for- told her it was a great theater. I did tell her it was a great, yeah. it's a great theater, and it's, it's never, n- ever there. never, ever crowded. No, no never crowded. Go to the Wet Clam first now, too, and go in there and check yeah. out the movie. And then I told her, I'm like, you need to see, you need to, like, when you go home tonight, your assignment is to go watch Rent. And she's like- is that the one about AIDS? And I'm like, it's not about AIDS. <laughs> it's more like a more accurate portrayal of friends. It's right. people that live in in Manhattan in the and 90s. People and people do have and, AIDS. And, and there is, there is, there's like two characters that, have, that are HIV positive. It's not about AIDS. It's mm-hmm. not like watching kids or something. Right. So uh, she's like, oh, yeah. yeah it's just like Philadelphia. It. It's the same yeah, thing. Same thing. <laughs> same thing. Oh, God. But a musical. <laughs> I've been I've, I've been getting back into watching South Park lately. Uh oh, and I think I hurt myself. You know how you said you you physically hurt tore, like tore something South Park movie watching the South Park movie in the theater. Mr. Garrison, like he's like, how would you like to suck my balls? Excuse like, me, and he pulls out a bullhorn. What did you say? <laughs> and then he gets a bullhorn. Happens to pick one up on his desk. Excuse me, Mr. Garrison. Why? Like, just, I said, <laughs> I said, why don't you suck my balls, suck Mr. My balls. Garrison? And he Mr. says, Mr. Garrison. Mr. Garrison. <laughs> <laughs> it's still Sorry, funny. I'm so, it's been I'm 20 so years. It was, no, it's I was so 30 funny. 30 years old or whatever. 30 I'm going, "Oh my god." So I I watched an episode at Blackbirds the other day, just in passing. I saw a few clips and it was I'm trying to remember what it was. Cartman got I don't know if he got it might have been COVID. He got he caught, <laughs> I'm he, sorry for that. he caught some sort of disease, right? I'm, and yes, he did. And then, yes. and he kept walking like the whole episode he was walking around. He had a D- like like uh, dark blue or black like parka uh, like a red and silver scarf on and then a f- like a P like a red hat with a P on like a Philadelphia hat he looked oh, just sh- like Tom Hanks shit. in those specific scenes where he's like really sick toward the end of Philadelphia yeah. 
And I'm like, why is he dressed like the dude from Philadelphia? Because it's on mute. And I'm asking Jesh, who has okay. seen every episode of South Park ever. Yeah. And he's like, dude, he's doing this. And I'm like, he's, he's like, sick and he's, you yeah. need, he's sick and he's playing it up. And he's like trying to go around to lawyers and try and sue people. I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Fucking, <laughs> I need to get back into watching South Park. I've been saying that for like a couple of years, but now I'm getting back into him. Like, just went back to about 2004. So I'm guessing they've had, they've had COVID episodes probably where they're wearing masks and Carmen's well, probably yelling at people. They did the, oh, absolutely. Or getting they're, yelled at for not, or some, I'm sure they go on and on. All sorts of dumb shit, yeah. yeah. And I just can't wait to get into those because I know that they exist, but I'm not there yet. I started right. like maybe two weeks ago and I just watch a couple episodes here and there and it's like, it, I I don't know why I stopped watching South Park. So get, I do know, I'm why, I know my part Eggers. of it was do they my, have they still have new episodes? Yeah, no, it's still going okay. on. They just celebrated their 25th anniversary. Holy like, it's shit! So 25 years, yeah. So they um, there's a there's a special I haven't watched yet, um, but they I've I watched little clips of it, but they uploaded the whole thing. It's like an hour and a half special. It's on YouTube, okay. So you can watch it. But I know that part of the special is uh, a live the uh, Primus performing the theme song live for the first time ever. And Trey Parker and Matt Stone do no the voices kidding. like they do okay. in the intro, so that's how they open up the 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 like the the twenty fifth anniversary that's special, cool. which is really cool. So yeah. I'll be getting back into that, and which is dumb because I like I didn't stop watching it because I lost interest or anything like that. I stopped watching because the woman who I was living with hated South Park. That's not gonna work. No, I can't. I can't <laughs> believe we're together five years. That's disgusting. It's the longest relationship I've ever had. Was a South Park hater. Wow. She's like, it's just trashy for the sake of, of being trashy, and it's not funny. And da 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 da. And I'm like, oh, yeah, I like your boobs. So, <laughs> and I'm like, tw- you know, 25 or whatever, right. 24, 25. So I'm like, oh, I like you. So you get naked with me. So I'll, I'll stop I'll watching keep, South Park. I'll do that. And I'll, I'll acquiesce. Yeah, I should have dumped her ass after about six months. That's not nice. Should we have a break? But uh, I don't know. I guess can we? We should, but I have a question for you. I hope the answer is no, because when we're in the break, I'm going to share this with you. You're going to go, that's goddamn funny. Have you ever heard Jamie Foxx's impression of Trump? No. Okay. Let's take take a break. We're going to take a break. I might pull a hamstring laughing at this or something. Okay. All right, folks, we'll be right back.
I just I missed that entire part of my life, but you said, yeah, he's excellent. The the funny thing is, is that he's an actor. That's what he does for a living is impersonating sure. things. But, yep. but actual, his Trump was pretty good. His arsenal is kind of incredible. Like, yeah. it, it, And that Trump was... I love him cracking up Snoop Dogg and those other two guys. Like, just... You're like, yo, man, do you like Death Row Records? I love Death Row. What's your favorite Death Row record? All Don't, of them. All of them. Don't pin me down. <laughs> they tried to give me the virus. And I'm just... <laughs> It's so good. He did such a good job. And I love hearing Trump's voice come out of a black dude. That's what makes like, it even so much it, funnier. It, and it's dead balls accurate. It's, it's so, better than any other white it, guy. Does it, it doesn't matter how you feel about Trump. Seeing someone who doesn't look anything like him yes. sound just like him to where you close your eyes like, holy shit, that sounds just like him. Jamie, but he's like that with everything. Every every impersonation he does. Jamie, he nails him is what you're saying. He really he does. does. So he should also, you know how Trump when he was campaigning would talk about my black guys. I have my black people here. I mean, he kept bragging yeah, about. Yes. that's what Jamie ought to focus on. <laughs> he really, he really should. Like <laughs> the black guys that like Trump, like black black dudes for Trump. Right. 
That which I mean, that would be a funny impression for him to do. I feel like he might be the only person who could get away with it. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, um, let's talk about uh, something you mentioned. Yeah, so it's, uh, it's really the last several weeks I've been uh, battling. This big culmination is coming to an end. This this customer of mine is from a different country, and I've researched this country about business tactics and practices and all that stuff. And it's uh, it's uh, what do you want to call it? Uh, um, holy shit! When you stereotypical some things maybe. Well, certain it's it's uh, in the hospital. It was. Caring for those that are are culturally different from yourself, right? So in business class, it would be dealing with different cultures right. that deal with business in a different way. One of the big ones would be Japanese. The Japanese business culture is very regimented, just like anything in Japanese culture. But it's right. very regimented. There's certain things you say at certain times, and th- certain things you talk about in certain settings that you just is is something that you need to learn how to wade through that. What you're talking about is is a cultural difference when it comes to businesses, yeah. and you were struggling with it. And and I wish I had looked this up two years ago now. Yeah, but no the, only, the only people that I knew, I'll, I'll go and say they're from from India. But the two best people in the world to me that I ever knew worked with me from India that I met in Germany right. when I was over there, and they came to the states and worked for me for a while. Again, some some of the best people I've ever known. We hung out and did stuff, and they're. They were more westernized, I guess you would say, because he lived in Germany for a while. He knew, you know, he was a common engineering type, but he wasn't in business. You know, he he did work for people, so that never that never came up. That relationship, I was always a boss to him, but but we respected each other, and we he used to make Indian food, and the and the building smelled like curry. It was oh, fantastic. I bet it was amazing. Oh my yeah. god, it was wonderful and eye opening um, for you because you were young. Yeah, and you probably hadn't been around any anybody from India. No, right, and it was yeah. in Germany, so I'm like, wow, this is amazing. which is even cooler. Yeah. yeah. So, um, and I taught another Indian guy who was there on his uh, technical, uh, practical work stuff that I taught him. He never driven a car, so I rented a car and we were driving around. I taught him how to drive. That's cool on the country roads in Germany. This Indian guy who would always wear the long I don't know what the the thing is called, kind of a long single yeah, piece. Yeah, I don't know what they're called. From it looks India, comfortable as shit. Though. It's really comfortable, yeah. and they're white because it's. It's, it's, hot it's, it's hot as fuck. So yeah. they're loose clothing. Yeah. I need to give me one of those. Yeah, <laughs> just yeah, that wear it. Indian <clears throat> Indians, Pakistanis, anybody in the Middle East, and uh, um, uh, God damn it, um, well yeah, like North Africa, right? Where's that? They, same and and, stuff? And, the, and the Scottish and the Scottish the Scots the, the fucking kilts. Sure, they they understand comfort. Yeah, properly. Right, which is why I'll never get rid of my kilt. Okay, so, go on. So I uh, uh, this. This person's been a customer of mine for a while, and there's been constant battles where it's getting to the point where he was threatening legal action, you know, and we went down this road, and it cost me some money, and then we got through it in a very bad way as far as I was concerned, but we were moving forward. Nope, he wasn't gone. He wasn't gone. So here we are now in, in present day, and there's this airplane still down there that we rebuilt from a pile of shit that you saw. Yeah. And it's a very costly a- airplane, So um, and we're done with it. You know, time for the paint shop now. It's going to go away here. I hope very soon. So, um, the problem has been with him, and like everything, that's where we're going to translate into this bit of our conversation. Is that is that I was trying to beat this situation into submission rather than rather than taking it in as a more of a Zen thing of a lesson. Like, what am I learning from this? You know, what am I? What can I learn out of this bad situation and teach me? To make myself or the situation better next time, whatever. If you I'm just now finally realizing this. My grandfather told me many, many years ago. He said, uh, "If you if you don't learn if you don't learn a lesson from a struggle, all you had was a struggle. It was never it was a waste of your time." And I'm not a stupid person. I've been through other different therapy for other reasons and things too, where I I'm aware of things and I've read things and all that. I'm gonna, 
why is it taking me so long? It's, it's almost. It's also way outside of your wheelhouse. Right. The re- reasoning. The reason I say that is, is it in forty, almost forty years of of being in this yeah, business, I've never had never had a customer relationship deal with, with anybody even close to this, and I'm it's like a, been going on for two years. This isn't just like one person who left a bad Yelp review or something like that. Right. This is this has been he like won't go away methodically beating you down and so what you're trying, trying to, do is, to beat it, yeah yeah trying to beat you down and he almost fucking succeeded yeah a few times so all right so you uh what did you do so without getting a lot of detail but now now i've realized kind of the person that he is from this cultural stuff and i figured this out i've got some validation from other people that go no that guy is just like that it's terrible he's t-, you know whatever so i've had enough I'm thinking this is just a lesson, you know. So be, out of this, I'm going to shift gears a little bit in my business and approach things differently. But I thought I'm, I'm not going to roll with it now. This is like the river. I mean, those creatures of the of the um, illusions from Richard Bach. It's like you're struggling with this whole thing the whole time, and you're fighting it. You're hanging on, and so now it's a tell battle. the listeners what you're talking about. Just a brief part of the the book. It's a very beginning part of the book where where this uh, philosopher mechanic guy in town is trying to explain. Uh, you know what he's doing he's going to let go and move on to the next place and he said you know imagine if there were it's written kind of like the bible verses are it's kind of interesting the the very beginning of the book there's only like 20 pages and that's the early early piece of it then it gets into the regular book you can see it's like handwritten yeah it's like a parable right and you see it's hand and it's in lines and you can see like it's it's a mechanic so he's got grease greasy uh, thumb prints on his paper it's kind of cool looking but the story is basically there was imagine there were these creatures that lived in a in a creek, a very swift creek, and they were it was like a little village of creatures, like kind of I imagine like tadpoles or uh-huh. something like that. But they're always there and they're always swimming against the current, but they don't change their surroundings. You know, they're in this area, they're used to it. Sometimes if the rain comes, you know, it's it's stronger current, but they have to swim harder. Sometimes it's less, so they don't they can relax a little bit. Gets cold, it almost freezes. You know, so they've been there for years and decades, and that's what they all know. You know, they're in this village of creatures, and that's it. That are constantly swimming against constantly the stream. Constantly swimming against the stream. To, s- to stay in one spot. To stay in one spot, and they're finding, and they're going to, because they're scared. A lot more, we're not going to, we don't know what's going on. And then this one creature guy says, I'm, I'm done with this. I'm tired of fucking fighting the water. You know, I'm not going to do this anymore. I'm going to let go. I, I don't give a shit. You can't do that. This is, what's down there? And then finally he says, the water or the stream must know. It's been here for thousands of years. It must know. There's something else. There's something else better down there. I'm letting go, and they all freak out, and he just does, and he kind of goes over some, you know, ends up to, to another village that's calmer, let's say, but now they're all sitting there, too. They're in the same situation. They're all there kind of, they've been there hundreds of years, and all of a sudden this new creature comes in, and they don't kill him, but they think, wow, where are you from? You just all of a sudden appeared. You must be the Messiah. You know, it, you, know you're, you, you've just, you've self-actualized to the point where you're letting go, and here you've appeared before us. You know, tell us what's going. What's up there on the other side? What's going on? Whatever, and that's the whole point. Is the stream or your situation must know? And we, as Americans in particular, try to beat things into submission. I've been trying to. I've been fighting this guy for two years, and illegally he threatened and something. I should have just known. We know what we're doing here. You know, I should have listened to myself rather than fighting it and running into big battles with him constantly. If I would have just taking people's word for it and just told them to buzz off earlier on this would have ended you know but i because i don't usually run away from a fight like this type of a fight you know i'll meet it i'll meet it and prove them wrong yeah of course i'm gonna prove them wrong 
This guy, you know, why, why in the hundreds of customers I've had over the years in rebuilding aircraft, am I going to decide now to die on this hill for this one fucker? You know, rather than letting go and going, you know what you're doing, just go with it, man. Yeah. Just tell him to go buzz off and see what happens. And again, he threatened legal. And, and as it turns out, I think we found out that his threats, you know, he made up an, an attorney and wrote, but his verbiage was exactly the same. He didn't have an attorney. You know, I this is what I believe. It, it's all it's all bullshit. Yeah, trying to trying to beat me down and acquiesce constantly for the last two years. So then you let go. Now and, I've, been, I've been letting go, and I, go. my life is a lot easier right now. This is almost done, and I don't even care where it goes. He's going to threaten me again before it's over. No, it's really, I don't give a shit. It's interesting to me that we both in the past few weeks have kind of done similar things where I just. Got fed up with with it was one person in particular. Without getting into any more details, Paul's already heard all the grimy details, and he's equal parts disgusted and proud of me. Yeah, I can tell. Uh, like we're gonna go back to COVID. You're gonna, it's it's like rooting I'm for I'm, the Raiders. I'm, I'm, it's I'm like, like you know, it's <laughs> what the fuck. <laughs> I don't. That's know. fucking awful. <laughs> oh, I'm so hurt. I am not like the Raiders. I know you're not. Actually, I lose a lot. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> that's not what that's I meant. I lose that's a lot. Not I, I, what I'm, I'm saying. Full of felons. Is that it? Right. Something no, no, like that. no. Anyway, it's like great football, but you kind right. of you know they're kind of assholes. You're kind of assholes. I'm not saying you were like yeah, that. Great, that's not what I'm saying. I, I, I play great Your football, but I'm an asshole. <laughs> uh, anyway, that's not what I mean. No, I know what. That's not what you mean. Yeah. Um, no, where I had one person who it was like the tipping point. It was the tipping point for me who did not value what I've done for her. Right. And what we were trying to accomplish over the course of like, like, and we go way back, like we go back over 10 years. Right. Mm -hmm. And, uh, I finally was just like, you know what? And fuck this. And as soon as I was, I, and I I, honestly, as soon as I let go of that, you, the true thing is, is you really let go. You just didn't say it in passing like some people do like oh fuck that person or this no, or no. that and then nothing changed no, it wasn't even fuck you her. really let go because it wasn't fuck her it was like fuck this the situation and it wasn't your life the situation. just the situation the situation being me valuing yes. too many people above myself when i really should only value like one or and two that people was the ever stream above me. you were fighting for a long time for, in a way. as long as i can remember it's the same being, kind of thing being sort a people of pleaser like, it, i'm just gonna fuck it i'm letting go yeah being i'm people, letting go of this yes and being a people pleaser has gotten me, it's gotten me some pretty amazing things, some pretty really great friends, but it's gotten me uh, a whole lot of doors slammed in my face. Yeah. And it's gotten a lot of, there's been a lot of people taking advantage of me, and I'm just not going to do it anymore. Yeah, you can't and it be, turns out. You can't be friends or boyfriends or whatever you want to call it. I mean, w- even with male friends, for everybody. You can't do this. No, you just can't. Uh, uh, so, and I've always said this, like, I like it seems like, like when uh, the one, you know, I was hanging out with months ago. Yes. When she and I would try and go on dates in, in in Kingman, it was just almost useless. I had to go to we had to go to places that were kind of like off a wall, like like Baskin Robbins. I get you know, it. things you, like you, that. You want to run into your com- the people. You well, because I don't want people to come and interrupt us because that's exactly what would happen. We went out one time. We're at the cellar door, and I we may have had a total of thirty minutes. We were there four hours, right. thirty minutes total, maybe of me talking with well, her. And I it's a lot of it's because I don't know the boundaries. I don't know. I I have a problem setting boundaries with people. 
who also also patronize the business that I'm a part of. That's so that's I have true. trouble telling them, hey, I'm kind of can't you fucking pick up on social cues that I'm kind of on a date? I know we've talked you know, about this or, before too, but if I if I were to start really actually dating, or if I found someone I liked in town, I wanted to go out. I'm not going to take them around here, right? And that's because you can't be alone and learn about yeah, it. You got to yeah. go. Got to go at least go to at least go to Havasu, yeah. or Vegas, or yeah. even further away, yeah. You know, and and have some privacy, yeah. So to go out and not be interrupted, like you were saying, and right. All these different things, and yeah. and she what and what I was getting at was I wasn't bragging about that about being popular, which is what it sounds like, but it's really it sucks. It's not fun. Like I always right. wanted to be the popular kid when I was in junior high right. and high school because I thought that would be fun. Now that I am kind of popular. And people know Everybody who I am. You, you can't God, rest. It's kind of annoying. Um, not that I don't love all those people, but goddamn, like I need to be left alone sometimes. So, uh, especially if I'm out with a lady friend or anybody, I'm, That's I'm why trying to have conversations with. Good to go to someone's house. You, they go to your house. Exactly. You go to house, now you can have some privacy, right? In theory. Uh, which my buddy, my other friend Paul, the one who currently lives in Georgia, not mm-hmm. my other friend Paul who lives mm-hmm. here, who used to live in Georgia, he's he told me he's like, oh man. I love it when uh I love when I hear about you uh, like uh inviting a girl back to your place to to like to make her dinner and things like that like that's your date. I used to do that when I was poor. And I'm like <laughs> I do it because I get interrupted or we have to drive out of town like 45 minutes or an yeah. hour. But uh, anyway, she made a comment that one that night at the wine bar. She said uh um man, you sure do have a lot of friends and I was like and I just leaned forward, I put my hands on her hands and I said listen to me very clearly. I don't have a lot of friends. I have a lot of acquaintances. I have a very, very small circle of friends. Very small. I didn't used to. And it bit me in the ass, and it wasn't nearly as much of a support group as I thought it was when I started going through a hard time. And all those people I'd helped, a bunch of people I'd helped them through their hard times, and they did nothing for me to when I really, really desperately needed help. Mm-hmm. And they weren't there. The ones that, that, that were there for me, that have been there for me for over the years, over the decades, that's my tribe. And you haven't hardly met any of them. And she's like, you're really intense right now. And I said, I need you to understand that I'm not some popular kid. I'm not, I don't, I'm not arrogant like that. I'm not, I'm not one of those people. I I would, but I also, I, I originally was going to say, hey, let's go to dinner in Laughlin tonight. But I knew you had to work in the morning. Right. That's that, and that's it's like it's an hour there, hour back. Yeah. What so do that, we have? That's, two one, of the, hours that's there, one of the so. disadvantages. Yeah. Like on a week night, you can't just go to a local. Re- like in Atlanta, for example. There, again, I only ran into one former girlfriend at one restaurant. Yeah. And I dated a lot in my thirties. See, and that's the thing. I I have zero zero problem running into. I would say, eh, other than one, but she doesn't live here yet. Uh, I don't have a problem running into a former like girlfriend or former flame or something like that out in public. I don't have a problem with that. Because uh, they're exes for a reason, and right. the majority of them, I'm only friends with it. My like, well, I'm friends with my ex-wife. I consider her a friend, but that took 20 years, uh, and a, and a, like two other exes, and one of them doesn't even live in this town. So the rest of them were all women that either cheated on me, did me dirty, whatever. Did it like so? I don't give a fuck. Hopefully, they see me out with somebody who's more attractive than them, and then they go home and rethink what they fucking did to me years ago. Right. I don't care about that. I just care about having people bother me. Uh, right. While I'm trying to have a meal or have a drink or have a conversation uh, with somebody, you, maybe I just you, met. You could be in the middle of a pretty yeah. good conversation and, and then completely derail it. Hundred percent. Hell, you <clears throat> derail this conversation by saying some funny shit, and I get distracted and forget stuff. <laughs> so imagine, yeah, right. like yeah, so, like it's a. Uh, anyway, so yeah, like we, I think, I think it's interesting that you, you and I both, independent of each other, went through very similar. Uh, revelations or had very similar revelations of, about of just, letting go of just letting go let the stream take you yeah which is 
I mean, it really is a good parable. It sounds almost hokey until you really get down mm-hmm. into it. Is it? Uh, and the stream, it doesn't even have to be, you. You, it's it's damn near imperceptible when you're in the stream and swimming against it, right? Until you do let go and you're like, oh shit! And I'm still not 100 percent let go. I'm like still grasping it. We we can't we have a hard as time as yeah. as Westerners and then worse Americans of of doing this. We, I think we really humans do. have have trouble doing that too, which is why. People still live in places that are inhospitable, except for six weeks out of the year. Right. They have trouble letting go. They don't want to move away from family. They're afraid to break out. Like something. The, the yeah. truly courageous people were the ones that looked over across the ocean and said, "There's got to be something better," and then got on boats. Right. You know, and there's got to be something better. There's got to be something better. But there's also those people that are like, "This is safe. I want to stay here. I like feeling safe." Da da da. Which sure. is fine. But don't every, ever every, complain has... about feeling like you're stuck or right. I hate this town or da 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 da. And I've. I've been guilty of that. I have been many, many times, and I, that's why, like, I'm I'm ready to leave Kingman. It's been 25 years. I've made my mark. I've made, I've helped make some changes in mm-hmm. uh, in the town, and I, that I'm proud of. And uh, I think I'm I'm just ready. You know, and, I, I can see that would be long. 25 years is a while. I've been here about half, more or less, about half that time. And it's like I can kind of, kind of see what Joe's saying. Yeah, you know, this is a smaller town, which I've been in bigger cities a lot so that's kind of a, a change for me and that and that's okay but but i would still yeah i would like to travel i've done zero traveling the last few years right like none except for seeing my stepmother back in atlanta and that's about it um the normal thing by the way this we're not having it this coming monday they've canceled for the third year the tehachapi really the event the glider event because be california is kind of tidying up a little bit more too and by the yeah. way they lost a couple key people a woman that ran this event in tehachapi passed away from breast cancer last year oh that's too bad and she, and she was kind of the mover and the shaker behind it this is an al bowers thing he'd normally be there but yeah they're gonna have something on saturday but they're it's just gonna be a hangout they're not gonna have presentations it's one day not saturday sunday and monday yeah you know so that's not gonna this is the third year in a row now so that i'm not doing um what was i gonna say damn it oh about wanting to get uh, where were we how did i get derailed speaking of getting derailed there it is we were talking about travel, about getting out of this town, about oh, uh, about, about it being that. a small town, and, and you yeah. haven't done any so travel, I, and, and I you would want like to travel. To do, yeah, I would like to, in fact, take that little airplane back and start going. I keep talking about Santa Fe. I'm telling you right now, I want to fly that airplane to Santa Fe with a couple of people that I know. I want you to. And go there for a good handful of days. Yeah. I really want to do And that's when I shift my business a little bit. Again, the gift is what the river has showed me. I'm going to transition out of this kind of relationship, not just with this person, but with this type of customer. Right. I'm going to shift out and do this stuff and and probably hopefully buy myself more time and maybe a little bit more money and all many fewer headaches. Yeah. It's and this has been hitting me in the, like that's the two by four. Like he's, it's been hitting me in the head for years. I would, not, you not just him. Use the two by four analogy earlier before we started recording, and I, all I could think of was uh. I can't remember what book I read it in or what show or something. It, I, it just all that shit's all mixed up in my brain over the years. But it's uh everybody needs to be hit over the head with a hammer every once in a while. It just depends on how many fucking times. Sometimes it's yeah. just once. Sometimes it's years of being hit on the head with. And a hammer. sometimes you'll get used to it like a terrible toxic relationship that, uh, like your husband or your wife is abusive, but that's what you know. You're used you're, to it. You're holding on to it. So yep. I was kind of holding on to that and used to it too. It's like why? Oh my god. I should have done this ten years ago. If had I do, had I listened to myself and not fought so much, I would have never had this guy as a customer. No, it would. And you've seen how stressful it's been. It's like yeah, it stresses you know, me out. Once my one big fight, as we all know, in the city was over. Um, now I'm going to change, and then it wasn't much of a break. 
not that much really. Right. And then this, holy shit. Oh, my God. So that's what it is. It's all, <clears throat> it's letting go. Uh, it's it's listening to your, to it's really listening to yourself and not fighting. Again, we, we, we're hacking at windmills, you know. We're all yeah. not quite a Don Quixote thing, but it's, so many of the battles and so many of the fights are completely just absolutely unnecessary. Yeah. People like conflict. I think it's part of our DNA. Well, with that, and that's <laughs> something I remember uh, one of the first Rogan podcasts I listened to like 10 years ago uh, had to do with just that, of how humans need struggle. When things are too easy for us, mm-hmm. we go off the fucking rails. Right. And that's one of the theories behind why uh, the... Uh, like the 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 widespread mental illness that we have now in our culture is that we don't have as much struggle as we used to. Right, it, there's too because you kind of didn't have time for mental. Illness. A lot of it has to do with inactivity. That's true. Because technology has made it so that we don't. We were talking about this earlier about how technology eases our burden until you get to and and it wasn't really. It was kind of going great. Mm-hmm. Technology was easing the burden of society, and that just really ran. And then up. and then fucking social media happened, and it just became. Toxic. Oh my god! So fucking toxic. So like that's one of the you know the uh, it's the double edged sword of uh, like uh, various technological advances made it say in the sixties and seventies. Your mm-hmm. the sixties uh, beginning of the sixties, your divorce rate was under five percent, right? Right. And that's because uh, for a lot of reasons. But the one of the, the big ones would be women were stuck with their husbands because they couldn't. A lot of women, in the, at least in the United States. Couldn't get a bank account, couldn't get a savings account or anything mm-hmm. without their husband's approval or their, or their dad's approval. Which is just insane to even it's think about that. bonkers to think about that. Yeah. It wasn't um, that long ago. No, it wasn't. Yeah. Um, that's part of it. And then once that started to change, that's that was part of it. The other big part of it was um, technological advances in allowing uh, men to not do all factory work and right. very few white-collar jobs. And so then you had people that were at home a lot more. Mm-hmm. Then you have people getting divorced at a higher rate because women could go and work in the workplace and there's and the get pill, checking accounts and the, and, pill. Then, and the birth control pill of the 60s, yeah. which was like really kind of kicked it off, mm-hmm. which gave women their independence mm-hmm. uh, uh, over their own body to decide if they wanted to have a kid or not. Mm-hmm. So um, which gave them autonomy, you know, ov- obviously over their body, but also over their life. And then it became more and more people as the divorce rate ticked up to like 10 percent or 15 percent, 20 percent. Oh, shit. Sally got divorced. Well, because she didn't like him. Wait, he didn't beat on her. He didn't rape her. He didn't do it. No, she, he was just a dick. Right. She wasn't in love with him. They had oh, to. Fuck, hang, they got divorced. They had to hang out more than they were really. L- yeah. Wanting. So they're to. forced to <laughs> hang out more. Yeah. Which was going great, and then social media happened, and, and yeah. then uh, smartphones. I think is a, a big one. And I'm. Yeah. I I love the. I love devices. I love technology. Um. And I. I. It, it, it's. It can rule your shit. It can rule your life, but you can also get away from it too. Mm-hmm. Uh. And. For people out there, the old farts who want to say, oh, it's a young generation, da 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 um, I just read this the other day, two weeks ago probably. The person who developed the uh, face, uh, not FaceTime, face, oh shit, uh, screen time. The screen time monitor that's built into oh. Apple natively now. It's, it's, an, it's Where it tells it's, you once a week, gives you an update. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the person that, that did that, 22 years old. No shit. 22 years old. Wow. They came up with that idea. Yeah. To help monitor, got a million dollar bonus for it. To monitor screen time yeah. across all all your devices, and it'll 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 tell you, hey, you spent twenty uh, percent you know, up this week, twenty percent up this week. Right. You should maybe get out and do that. Like it'll give you notifications if yeah. you set it up. That was a young person that did that. Yeah, I can tell you right now that there, I'll go, 
I'll be texting my kid back and forth. She's 22. She's in college. Shout out to Portia who started her first day of her last year of college yesterday. Nice. I'm so fucking proud of her for that. And she's going to graduate with no loans. That's awesome. That's fucking rare and I know, awesome. I know she busted her ass for, for little scholarships, like Shit, a bunch man. of little scholarships here yeah. and there, and you, you encourage her to do that. Of yeah, course. of course, because I'm like, I don't fucking have that much money. And she got a fair bit, right? And she, I told her in some... the beginning, I'll co- co-sign for loans for you if you need to, but man, you should really try not to. And she, she's she been hell-bent on not doing it, and I'm so proud of her. Yep. So anyway. Um, That's excellent. She, they'll be, I'll be texting back and forth with her, and she's like, okay, I got to do homework, and, uh, and then I won't hear from her for hours. She mm. knows how to put her phone down. What about the 55-year-old female who's sitting at the salon who hasn't even interacted with her friends that she's there with? They're fucking worse. Yeah. Not to say so female either. And all the, you know, all yeah, it doesn't have to be female. It's just, it's just yeah, like... Yeah, we're not picking on women. Yeah, it's, yeah. yeah, not picking on women. It's just It just came out like that because I saw... I was with... Uh, I was actually with Sean and Ashley and a couple of their friends down in Phoenix a couple months ago, and I we all decided on a Saturday morning, we're going to go get pedicures because you can go and drink at the salon. <laughs> And we're getting <laughs> getting pedicures, and we're all ha- laughing and having a good time talking to each other. And I mean, we're on our phones a little bit, like taking pictures. That's why it's women funny. really like to go because they can go get bombed at the salon. Well, that's part of it, but yeah. also nice feet. Excellent. Everybody likes nice feet. Sure. And then it, you know, it's it's a social. It's, it's thing. very relaxing. It's a social, but relaxing. It's fun. Yeah. There was a group of women that were across from us because what is like a, imagine <laughs> the building reminded me of Sporties only because it was really long <laughs> and kind of narrow. Okay. And you have to there's the petty chairs are on either side. Of this long, narrow, okay. you know, uh, so kind of facing room. each other. Yeah. So I'm facing this group of women. They're probably in their fifties, and a couple of them were talking back and forth. But most of them are on their phones, sure. and they're like chuckling at this on Facebook or Instagram, whatever they're doing. And one of the women was like, uh, "Excuse me, I invited all you guys to come out today so we can drink and have a good time. You get our pedicures together, not so you guys could stare on your phones." And I'm just wow. sitting there like, oh, You're like, oh, shit. I'm, I'm gonna watch how this plays out. She mommed the fuck out of all of those ladies that are her <laughs> age. And they're like, oh, I was just doing this. She's like, you were checking social media because apparently that's more interesting than the conversation here. She if that's really the, said that? Yes. Ooh. I was just like, ooh. Oh, I, I, I kind of want to take her to Denny's at 430. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> What's up? How you doing? You got to put me on your AARP card so I get free rides from fucking <laughs> on AAA. So she, uh, I'm just watching us and they're like, oh, we're sorry. And she's like, yeah. How about we try and socialize? Let's put our phones down. Yeah, but yeah, people like, aren't quite oh as used to. If you have, what I do miss is going to like a, let's say, an actual dinner party, for lack of a better term, someone's house, they're cooking, and you, and you sit at a table. Yeah. And you have great conversation. I haven't had that in a while. It is, it, yeah. it happens. Yeah. It's still there. And yeah. and I'll call people out, and I get I get yelled at. I've You've yelled at me for it. Well, uh, you've yelled like, at me, of course, like, during my other like, bullshit, but yeah. Paul, be here now. Right. Like Ram Dass said, the great Ram Dass. And I've called you out, like you said. I've oh, yeah, out, always. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, I get distracted by the phone. That's why I didn't wear my Apple Watch out here, because the vibrating. Yeah. It Like, any notification, I'm looking at my watch, looking at my watch, looking at my watch, and it's like, and it's, it, it, I've actually since turned those notifications off. That's a good idea. Like, I only get a vibrate, like, I have like 10. This is bad enough when you see it light up or something. Yeah. Off in the corner. I get like, there's like 10 people, you're on there, you're on the list, there's like 10 or 12 people, like, on my contacts list that... If I get a notification on my phone, it'll vibrate on my wrist, on my Apple Watch. Good, Otherwise, you can, you can dial else. in the control that much. So that, yes, that's good. Yes, yeah. it just makes it just takes a, con, uh, a conscious decision to do so. Mm-hmm. So, folks, let go. 
Let the stream take you. The stream yeah. knows. It's it's hard to do. It's really hard to do. We, it's, we it's, we've been it, used to we're used to fighting and battling. I don't mean fighting like arguing. It's but battles. We we hold on to them. Well, and for me, for what I did, it had nothing to do because you told me about that parable about the like tadpoles or creatures in the yeah. stream, whatever. You told me about that years ago. Yep. And it was it was familiar when you brought it up earlier today, but it wasn't part of my. It wasn't part of any sort of decision that I made. I what it was, I had gotten fed up. I, I I honestly gave myself a little pep talk at Blackbridge in the walk-in cooler while I was kegging a beer, just standing there. I'm like, I can either be frustrated and bummed out and pissed off and depressed and go home alone tonight and just sit there and stare at the walls until midnight and I go to sleep, or I can go and hang out with my friend who's vi- my friends are visiting in from out of town. I can go over to their house and have some drinks and da da da. And then I was like, you know what? Fuck this. And then I was on a tear, and then I was like supreme well, fucking and, confidence, and, and it's been like that ever since. It's been like two and a half weeks. And your friend kind of—I mean, you were already going to do that anyway, but he kind of gave you a boost too. He said, the, "Fuck that, we were going no, you yeah, go, whatever." Yeah. I mean, it's you were ten thirty. I'm not going to fucking bed. We're going out. Like I'm in town visiting. Let's fucking go. And I'm like, oh fuck it, because you, you didn't take any pushing at all. You didn't have to twist your arm. No, he didn't have to twist my arm. But it was nice to have somebody there that was on the Who exact, understood. On, uh, totally understood. Yeah. And I and I thanked him profusely multiple times after that. Yeah. I like the fact that he was like on point with the fucking Uber. You know, he was already ahead of it. He was like, "Oh my god, Uber!" He was Uber King. He was like, he, "Boom, boom, boom." Yeah, yeah. Like, like I literally, uh, I was like, "Let, yeah, let's go, let's go to this place." It's Saturday night. They're blah blah blah. Let's go. He to goes, this "Oh, place. the Uber's here, buddy." I went to go pee, and I got out. He goes, "Uber will be here in like five minutes." I'm like, "Get the fuck out of here, man! You're on top of it." He's like, "Fucking a right, let's go." Lock several times that evening, right? It was several. It was like four times that evening, three <laughs> yeah. or four times he that evening. It was kind of. Was, it was sensing the mood and knew it, he should go and order one now. He read the room, take. and then I found out later on that he definitely did not because he was reading the room and he was just watching me in action the way I was <laughs> acting. Right. Which was so like he's seen that, but it's been almost twenty years since it was he's, entertainment seen, he's seen that. Yeah, it was, yeah. it was entertaining as hell for him. Actually, he witnessed that. It was probably was it was probably fifteen years ago because he was living down. It was in Southern California, and he was coming up to visit his folks. But he came up like a day earlier than he said, and he went he wanted to go to a bar. So he was fr- real good friends with a guy who's gay, and could never go to a gay bar in the little town that they lived in. Because he grew up there and everybody's going to know him. So took him to the gay bar down at Bullhead City. I just happened to be down there with a buddy of mine. We're hanging out. And it's like me and my buddy and then his friend. It's like me and my buddy, the only fucking straight guys in the whole place, which is fine. I have more fun at gay bars. Mm-hmm. Check it out, folks, for all my straight friends. Go check out a gay bar. You have way oh, more man. fun. Oh, man. I used to have a blast hanging out with my uh, gay friends in Atlanta. Yeah. It was it was wonderful. Because um, they're so, those. I feel like, and I, I know this is 15 years ago, so things are different, but like, those folks are they're so marginalized and so repressed in their everyday lives that they just let fucking loose when they, they know get how to, to fucking party. When they go to a place where they feel totally comfortable and they know how to fucking party. Yeah. And the bathrooms are always cleaner. Yeah, that's true. Uh, I, that's I, very true. That's universal, isn't it? Yes. I, I mean, I'm, I'm talking 100%. Dayton, Columbus, Cincinnati, Indianapolis, St. Louis, uh, Bullhead City, Las Vegas, fucking L.A., San Francisco. I'm, t- I'm thinking about all the places I've been to. Gay and if bars, you go to their homes, they're impeccable. They're always fucking clean. Yeah. A- anyway, the anyway. So yeah. uh, digress. But uh, yeah, he saw me on a tear like that with like, like supreme confidence, uh, because uh, this group of women walked in, knowing full well that they're walking into a gay bar, and you could tell that they were all straight and they did not want to be fucked with. So of course, me being fucking a dipshit, uh, decided to go fuck with them. Not fuck with them, but I just went and right. I just walked over. And I was like, "Hi, how are you guys doing tonight?" They're like, "We're great. How are you?" I'm like, "I'm great. Just dancing my ass off, having a great time." It's my friend Sean. I'm like, oh hey, what's up? Da, da, da. And uh, 
And I guess you guys a couple, and I'm like, no, nah, we're straight. We we just know where the good time is. And they're like, well, we're not out to be hit on. And I'm like, I wasn't, <laughs> wow. I wasn't. Sorry, I was. I I straight up told her, I'm like, uh, I'm sorry, honey. I I, I we don't came to a gay bar. I don't yeah. I don't mean to burst your bubble, but I wasn't hitting on you. I just noticed that you were the four only. We're the only six straight people in the whole place, and just I've never right. seen you here before. I've been here a dozen times. I've never seen you guys, so I was just gonna say welcome. That's my friend Doug. He's the bartender. That's his husband over there, who's Louie. And then da 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 da. And they're like instantly when I said I wasn't hitting on you, I said I'm sorry to burst your bubble, honey, but I'm not hitting on you. I hundred percent was. She was a fucking dime. She was right. smoking hot. Right. Of course, I was hitting on her. Sure. And I was newly single too. That's the thing. And uh, we ended up dancing and having a great time, and like went outside and we're chain smoking cigarettes together, and we're drinking our fucking cranberry juice and vodka because that's what you do. And that he like the friend of mine that was there a few weeks ago was the same guy that was there down at that gay bar and he's like dude i haven't seen you act like this in a long time mm-hmm. and i'm really happy to see it because i just i i don't know like I, i've told this to people in private but i i i don't i don't suffer from low self-esteem i don't have any like i just don't like yeah, i my yeah. and i figure this out and it's amazing i listened to a podcast with rob reiner could not believe that i could get he, some he sort was of, on uh he was on mar last mar, week yeah yeah uh, Rob Reiner said, my baseline is depressed. Sometimes I go above that. Sometimes I go below wow. that. Yeah. But that's my baseline. And I've learned that in you know in my years. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus. So my baseline is no self-esteem. Okay. So whenever the confidence ticks up, people are like, who the fuck is this guy? Yeah, because it's not like, yeah, if it's truly, if you truly have no con- no self, whatever, yeah, if you get any, yeah, then it's, it's a change. It's a different exactly. person. It's kind yeah. of like me with weed. Yeah. Like I have, I have no tolerance, zero, zero tolerance whatsoever, and I never did. Even when I was a young pothead smoking fucking ditch weed mm-hmm. or the really terrible Dolan Springs weed or whatever, Dolan full of weed. seeds and right. snap crackle pop is what we used to call it. So, um, even back then when I was, sm- I was a daily smoker a couple times a day before school, after school, mm-hmm. fifteen times on the weekend. I would like half a joint stoned as a motherfucker mm-hmm. for like an hour and then I want to eat and then I want to go to sleep for eight hours mm-hmm. still like that it's just I need to sleep within five minutes like that's right. I have no tolerance well so, it's a little stronger like you were saying it's a lot too. right exactly yeah. so like yeah. I have no my, my body and my brain don't know what to do with that jolt of confidence and I'm starting to figure it out like it's been a while like it's been it's, this has been coming in stages I know you and I have talked about this like uh I did that wild, very, very high dose of mushrooms in Hawaii last year, about a year and a half ago, and kind of swam out in the, in the evening, tripping my ass off. I probably shouldn't have been swimming, but I know there's people on shore that were not tripping as hard as I was, so I feel like and I'm you weren't safe. that far out. I imagine I was right. maybe a hundred yards. Well, that's that's kind of a ways, but yeah. we were in a bay, a protected bay. Okay. And it was like it wasn't big waves or anything. So I'm just out there floating my back, looking up the stars, and and I I came to this, like, a whole bunch of realizations. And a lot of things were seen and heard in my brain. But the big one was, if I don't stick up for myself, no one is ever going to. That's true. Like, I might, I might, like, I know if some guy came at me and tried to kick the shit out of me and you were standing right there, you'd probably pull the guy off. Or do something. Right, you'd yeah. do something. But when it comes to, like, my work-life balance and things like that, and uh, that I have to stand up for myself. And that was when I got back. To when I got back, it was like the day before we we flew back to Arizona. So uh, I got I was thinking about this the whole flight back. 
my drive back from Vegas. Oh my God. Okay. So, and then I went into, uh, it was time for me to pick my schedule, you know, at the hospital, uh, if you work in clinical staff, you have mm. six week schedules that you, um, get to pick, you know, you have like, it's a week where you go in, it's first come first serve. I get to pick, you know, if I want Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, I'll click Sunday, Monday, Tuesday and do that for all the weeks, six weeks. But, uh, their nursing division guidelines or rules or whatever was that you had to work one, uh, weekend shift, uh, or six weekend shifts every six weeks. Mm-hmm. So some people just did Saturday, Sunday for three weeks and then had weekends off or, you know, or they alternate or whatever. Sunday nights didn't count because I was night shift. Friday and Saturday counted, which I always thought was bullshit. Which got total, yeah. It's total horseshit. Plus, there's no seniority. So, and, and they didn't recognize. That's reckon, the huge that, That's problem. the big takeaway, folks, is they KMC does not recognize seniority, and I don't understand why because it's the most one of their, thing. their core values is to retain uh, talented and da 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 individuals. Without recognizing like, seniority, so if you don't recognize that, seniority, just throws that in the goddamn trash. Who can. the fuck wants to stick around? That's why people left that place in droves because you had people that worked there for twenty five years and right. still had to work every other Christmas, every other New Year's, yeah. every other Labor Day, every other July. People 4th. that just hire on should anticipate the shit schedule. Yeah, and then they, that's they, the one. Then yeah, you work your way up. Yeah, and you you gotta sometimes you gotta suck a few dicks for a few years before you get to a chance where you don't have to anymore, and you can say, "I'm taking July fourth off." Sorry, I've been here 10 years. It's my turn. You right. know what I mean? Right. So what I did was is I just didn't pick any weekend shifts. Uh, and I didn't pick up a holiday shift. that I w- It was Memor- uh, Memorial Day, and it was my year to work Memorial Day, and I just didn't pick that up, and nor did I pick up any weekend shifts. I got an email saying, hey, you need to do this. Da, da, da. I'm like, yeah, I'm just not going to do that anymore. And so then I It's like fun. an office space. Yeah, I don't like bills. I'm just not going to That's pay exactly those. what it was. You think somebody <laughs> fucking hypnotized me with mushrooms, which is kind of... I hypnotized <laughs> myself, kind of. Yeah, exactly. That's what it was. It's like, oh, what about bills? Yeah, I'm not going to pay I those I don't anymore. like those either. I'm not I don't want to go those. to work anymore, so I'm just not going to. <laughs> but what about paying bills? Yeah, I'm not going to pay those anymore I don't anymore like either. those. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So it would definitely, hey, Peter, man. Like, I just, I was like, I was like real close that was to. That pretty good invitation. Thank you. <laughs> Turn on to channel nine. Breast exam. It's a breast exam commercial. <laughs> uh, anyway, I, uh, so it's like I hypnotized myself. So what I did, I said, Got I, you know, yeah, okay, hey, like, we're going to have to have you. We need to do like this. office space. Yeah. We're going to have to have it you. It absolutely was. <laughs> but then I, I just emailed back, yeah, I'm not going to, I don't want to work weekends or holidays anymore. So then I got a <laughs> phone call. That's so hilarious. I, I yeah, just no. so nonchalant. I'm just not going to do it anymore. And I was just so nonchalant about it. And uh, uh, I get a phone call, and they're like, "I didn't. I don't think I understood your last email correctly." And I'm like, "Nah, I'm pretty sure you understood it exactly, <laughs> like how you needed to understand it, because otherwise you wouldn't be calling me." Mm-hmm. And they're like, "You can't. You can't do that." I'm like, "No, I. I can. I have 340 hours of PTO." which is enough for me to take multiple days off a week for the next six months. I also mm. accrue 11 and a half hours every pay period, mm. so, which means that I don't really, like I'll just continue accruing time. So I'm just not going to do that anymore. I, I realize KRMC does not recognize my seniority, but I do, and I know my self-worth. And uh, one, I'm not getting paid my self-worth. I'm not, or not getting paid what I'm worth at all by any stretch, well below average. And... um. Yeah, I've been here long enough. I'm not going to do that anymore. So if I get put on the schedule, this is your notice. I'm not going to work Friday night, Saturday night, Sunday, or any holidays. It's not going to happen. Mm-hmm. And it was just kind of crickets. Well, I mean, that's insubordinate. Nah, it's not really insubordinate. I'm giving you notice and letting you know what I... These are, these are my conditions. Mm-hmm. You can either meet them or you can fire me. Mm-hmm. And I'm telling you right now, 
I will fight this all the way up the food chain, and I'll be very public about it. And then they just, I just fucking never heard anything about it ever again. Wow. Never again. Wow. Yeah. And I, I'm like, it turns out if you just tell people no and stand up for yourself, they kind of get intimidated and go away. Yeah. Fucking. Uh, what? It's like I, I, right. I it's like a, it's like somebody told me that thousands of times my entire right. life and it finally but it was but it was in a different language yeah and all of a sudden i learned that language and i'm like oh through uh, mushrooms yeah through mushrooms through vehicle of mushrooms yeah, yeah. it's like the uh, guy got fucking hypnotized it's like by the, this last thing with that customer he's asking me to do this completely unreasonable thing i already told him three times i'm not doing it but he says oh i'm gonna supply what you this, i'm gonna yeah. say no no i don't think you understand I, he's gonna keep coming back but i'm just gonna say no no it's not happening i'm not gonna please yield. come get your plane this is not a rape where i'm gonna be overpowered by you and you're yeah. gonna fuck me again right ass. It's not going to happen. The answer is no. No. You know. Yeah. I, I, I. Interesting side note. So I know I can't remember if I've ever talked about it on the podcast, but uh, folks, I got multiple phone calls from my former employer over the course of several months, about three months after you left, after I left, yeah. after I quit, after I turned in my badge, I'm no longer on the schedule. Nothing. They kept calling me. Hey, we're short staff tonight. Can you come in and work? I'm like, I don't work there anymore. They're like, well, you're on the list. <laughs> okay. I realize you have a list, and I'm really happy about your list, but like, I'm, I don't work there anymore. This happened multiple times. I told you about this. Yes. I ended up like finally, like, it was like the third or fourth time. I finally, uh, no, it was, it had to have been five or six times, seven because times. Because your paperwork is so terrible, or someone's going to hope, and you're going to go, oh, I guess I'll come they're, in today they're and not, start working again. Right? Exactly. It's like, how the fuck do you want me to clock in? <laughs> I burned my scrubs. I take that back. I have one pair of scrub pants. I turned into cut off drawstring shorts, which is awesome. <laughs> anyway, um, yeah, it was probably five or six, maybe seven times. It finally happened. I was pissed, and I was, I was interrupted at my new job that I like. Mm-hmm. Uh, and finally, I was like, you know what? And I was like in the middle of something. I told boss man, I was like, hey, hang on a second. I got to take this. I'm like, hello. Hi, is this Joe? Yes, it is. What can I do for you? I was wondering if you might be able to come in and work tonight. And I was like, I need to speak to the director of your department. Oh, why? Do it. And do it now. Well, I don't know if she's in. Yeah, it's before 5 o'clock. She's probably in. I'm sure you can get a hold of her. Because I've been called multiple times. I don't work at KRMC. I don't ever want to work there ever again. At that point, it's been how long since you worked there? Three months. (laughs) November, let's see, December, January. Yeah, it was probably in February, maybe or maybe early March. You could March, have been so a real three, dick every time and go, okay, I'll see you. What, what time is on my shift? Okay, great, I'll be there. I'm getting that. I'm getting to that. Okay. <laughs> uh, and I, she, uh, she, I said, listen, I don't work there. I haven't worked there in three months. I'm tired of this. It, at some point, it's harassment. If you don't put me on the phone, phone with your director, my next phone call is going to be to KPD, and she's going to get a visit. So do you want to give her a heads up that that's happening, or do you want me to? And she's like, oh, okay, hang on one second. But she's like, hi, this is Baba. What can I do for you, Joe? How's things going in Monda Room? And I'm like, yeah, well, you're clearly clueless as to. <laughs> I, I straight up told her, I'm like, well, it's funny you ask about the monitor Room. She goes, oh, yeah, what's funny about that? I'm like, um, you're so clueless as to what your staff is doing a few rungs under you. You don't know that I, ha- I haven't worked there since November 3rd. It's February. This is like my eighth phone call that I've gotten from the scheduling department to try and work tonight. They keep calling me. They keep calling me. I'm tired of this shit. The next time I get a phone call, you're getting a phone call from KPD because it's going to be harassment. And I'll have a nice little out-of-court settlement from KRMC for harassment harassment of a 
former employee. Mm-hmm. Oh, I don't think you need to go that far. Yeah, I think I do. Yeah, this needs to fucking stop. And I was like, figure your shit out. The next time this happens, you get a phone call from KPD, and all the local newspapers are going to hear about how terrible you guys are at keeping track of employee paperwork, which just... I'll have them spin it as to where the guys are really bad at keeping track of patients in, uh, patient info, too. Paperwork in general. And I, they, they fail miserably at paperwork in general. I, yeah. and, I, and then I dropped the bomb on her. And I was like, and you know, because I know you talked to Jim, your boss, that I have a little insurance policy about all the things swept under the rug that I witnessed. So you should probably get in contact with you, your department. You do know we have a podcast that goes out and people listen to. I don't give a fuck. Okay. I have it. I have. I still have all that info. So make it's sure all, you know that. It's all this is documented. We're not just care. talking to each other now. We're on the I know. Oh, I know. It's going to be midnight tonight. It's going well aware. Okay, got it. Anyway, she said, nope, it's not a problem. It'll be taken care of. And it was until this past Sunday Are night. you shitting me? <laughs> a week ago? Yeah, not even a week ago. It was like, like so, so this is going to drop Wednesday or Tuesday night, so like two days ago. <laughs> two days ago, about... God, it was so late too. Because like, if I had worked night, if I still worked nights, I would have been so upset. Uh, Six fifteen p.m. Hey, this is so and so the scheduling department. I was wondering if maybe uh, da 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 da. How did it go uh, like, away forever have, and then come back? I don't know. I don't know. I'm thinking that it, it it has to be. It has to do with paperwork. It has to be actual paper paperwork. You know what I mean? Like somebody right. didn't something didn't get shredded with my name on it or something like that. Right. That's all I can think of. And I didn't get hostile. And I said, Oh yeah, no problem. I'll be there. <laughs> like I, you know what? I slept today. I'll be there. And she's like, "Okay, great, thanks." And uh, I'm glad you. I text a friend of mine. And I was like, "Hey, are you working tonight?" She's like, "Yeah, I'm just getting ready to head to work." And I'm like, "Please don't be mad at me." And she's like, "Mad at you for what?" I'm like, "You'll find out." About seven. And she o- knows you had left months ago. Oh yeah, no, we still communicate. Okay. Like, she's still a good friend of mine. Like we talk all the time. Right. I hung out with her on uh, last uh, last Thursday or Friday. No. um I text her, like, don't be mad at me. And she's like, why? I'm like, you'll find out. You'll laugh, and then you'll get mad, and then you'll laugh again. And then maybe it'll get solved because someone's going to lose their fucking mind. Exactly. Yeah. So not only did I get a hilarious phone call from her at about 5 or 10 after 7, which is you know when the shift starts. Yeah. <laughs> she's like, I can't believe you, fucker. You told him you are going to show up. I'm like, hey, man, it's been like fucking five, six months. So like, like five, probably five months since I told him off. I'm like, don't call me. Like, I'm not on the list. Stop. Like, get your shit together. Mm-hmm. And she assured me that it would never happen again. And look at this. It happened again. Well, guess what? There's consequences. Mm-hmm. Actions have consequences. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and she's like, yeah, but they stopped looking for people to fill the spot tonight. And I'm like, I know. That's why yeah, I asked don't you not, be mad. Don't be mad I know at me. It's going to suck for you. Yes. Yeah, I know it's going to suck. And she's like, it's not really going to suck. We've worked short staff for fucking two years. I'm like, I know. Yeah. So, and then I got a text later on in the night from like the house supervisor who's still, uh, we're still good friends. And she's like, I can't fucking believe that you, you told say, them you're going to show up. And I'm like, how about I can't fucking believe? I, I can't, I, like, let's talk about how I can't. She's like, yeah, I know. I'm just like, she, she wasn't mad at me. She just thought it was funny as shit. Like, and yeah. then she called me kind of late. And uh, it was probably 10 o'clock, 10 30. She's like, hey, can I call you? I'm like, yeah. And she's like, I love and hate that you did that because <laughs> she's house supervisor, right? Mm-hmm. She's the one that probably saw, hey, they're short-staffed. House soups change shift at 6 mm-hmm. on the 6s. We change shift at, on the 7s, right? And they do that so, so that so any not, shift change. It's not sudden. It's yeah. sudden, right. And There's there, some and, kind of a taper. And it, it's some the... sort of shit's going down around shift change. Yeah. You don't want your house soup who's getting getting report from, the, say, the day shift on, say, 80 patients that are in-house 
they're getting reported. Hey, we've got this and this and this and this. These are the patients in the ER. These There's are people be like a, discharged. Like a transition. There's got to be something yeah. of a transition. So that yeah. they don't get bothered at 7 p.m. Yeah. Right? Yeah. You know, so that if shit goes down at 7 p.m., which tends to happen all the time, mm-hmm. um, like those patients just decide to go to shit, go to shit at 7:05. Mm-hmm. You know, but hey, best time to have a problem in hospitals when both fucking shifts are there. Mm-hmm. So anyway, uh, she's she found out at like 6:30. When she looked at the docket, she's like, all right, where are my short staff? Where do I have to move nurse around the monitor room? Joe Fellers? What the fuck? And, and <laughs> instantly, instantly uh, called. Oh, yeah. It was just one of the funniest fucking things ever. But that's what they get. Yeah, you know? Yeah. I'm sorry. Like, you had your shot. It was like seven or eight times. I've told you. Uh, yeah. How many yeah. times do I got to tell you? Don't. You know? and, and, and it's funny because I remember getting the feeling from my former boss not the one that you've met, the one, the shitty yeah. one, the one that was my boss for like five, six months after, mm-hmm. after the really cool one that I'm still friends with left. Mm-hmm. Um, I got the vibe from her that she was very resentful at, at me for quitting. And I, I saw her a few months later as like a going, uh, at a going away party with a, uh, that had a going away party from one of our mutual friends who's uh, going to school in uh, New York. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I walk in and instantly like everybody stopped talking. I knew they weren't talking about me, but it definitely felt like that vibe where, you know, where you walk mm-hmm. in a room and everybody shuts up and the record stops. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's exactly what happened. And I walk in and I was like, Hey, what's up everybody? They're like, Oh my God, what's up? How are you doing? And then the one person that wasn't happy to see me was my old boss mm-hmm. who's I had to sit next to. <laughs> so I was like, uh, that's when I talked up and I was like, man, what's really great about not working in the hospital drugs. <laughs> just so many drugs all the time you just fucking name it I'll fucking snort it shoot it just, none of that is fucking true right but like right. I was just talking it up and uh, and uh, and my the two bosses ago the one I'm still friends with she just chimes in with uh, so it must be nice to do drugs now and I'm like yeah now uh, <laughs> now uh-huh. and, she, and she looks at me she's like really and I'm like oh yeah yeah, not hard drugs. And I was never high at work ever. I would never do that. I'm more, way more responsible than that. Mm-hmm. But uh, you know, I feel like if uh, the hospital doesn't want people to do drugs on their off time, maybe don't be so shitty. Right. And a handful of people at the table are like, "You're fucking ain't right." <laughs> like exactly. Right. Anyway, but uh, yeah, I always got the feeling that she was very resentful about uh, at me. And then I had my uh, friend several months ago. I ran into her downtown, and. Um, I asked her, I was like, can you look into something for me? I know you know people. Can you look and see if I am on the not, like, not rehirable list? And she's like, I don't see any reason why you why you wouldn't be rehirable. You gave in, you put in notice, you do this. And I'm like, I just have a feeling that somehow somebody put me on there. Mm-hmm. No shit, I'm on not rehirable list. Are you really? For life, yeah. Wow. Yeah, which is like kind of an accomplishment. I wish I would have gotten some sort of a Does part- it bother you at all? No, I wish I had a fucking mm-hmm. trophy or something. What bothers me is that they'll do that. But then they keep calling me <laughs> a bunch of times, yeah. like averaged out once a month since I left. So leaving the hospital, obviously, it was one of those streams was, you let go that of. That was too. the stream that I let go yeah, of, and that it was took you for you that, admitted it. Goes this is that un- long ass chartered territory, right? That long ass story is like this yeah. journey for me began a, about a year and a like, call it fifteen months ago. I know you talked about it forever, and once I finally had the opportunity to leave, it was very easy to just let go. Yeah, it was like just letting let it just fucking you you know like you know right. the story where I got a I was sitting there several uh, alcohols deep at right. Blackbridge. Boss man comes to me and goes, 
All right, what well, we talked about, what do you think about uh, these are your hours, this is your expectations, this is your, your responsibilities, your duties, this is how much we can pay you. What do you think? And I said, cool, I'll do it. And he goes, well, let me know when you can start. And I'm like, no, I can start two weeks from like tomorrow. Mm-hmm. He's like, what? I'm like, oh, yeah, yeah, 100%. He goes, do you want to think about it? I'm like, no, I've been thinking about this for fucking eight years. Mm-hmm. Like, trust me, I'm, I'm ready to let go. And, and gave I, notice, yeah. I, I, I started typing up uh, an email on my phone sitting at the bar, and then I thought, nah, I'm going to wait till I'm sober. 6.45 the next morning when I woke up. Started hammering I, I hammered it out, and I sent it, and I waited a few minutes and just laid there, staring up at the ceiling and thought for probably a solid minute, and then hit send, and that was it. And then mm-hmm. over the next two weeks, it was just, it was, uh, I didn't tell too many people about it. Mm-hmm. You know, not the people that I work with. You know, I didn't really tell them too much about it. Mostly because a lot of the people I work with were going to be resentful. The people that I always liked had already mm-hmm. left. Yes, which we talked about before. That, yeah, you know, you can. We've all worked shitty jobs. Only push where, good people so far. Oh yeah, exactly. Until yeah. you start pushing good people away. Yeah. So anyway, I find it uh, hilarious that they, I'm on the uh, not, like not I'm, that I'm not rehirable, but also um, that uh, they kept calling me and asked me to work, which is phenomenal. But like I said, folks, this weird journey of mine of letting go and kind of going with the flow a little more rather than being resistant um started over a year ago and now it's like really starting to ramp up mm-hmm. and i'm trying not to be self-destructive about it because there's with great confidence comes great freedom and freedom for me sometimes makes me get a little fucking stupid well so and, and i'm trying kind of not similar to thing, like the catholic whatever with the you know with the pride after the pride comes the fall or something. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you're being prideful, right? But I'm saying you know you got to be aware of things. Yeah, of course, yeah, and yeah. be present, yeah. being more present. And yeah. and to be perfectly honest, like people that I used to work with or people that have known me for years, you know, I'm talking to people who know me for a decade or more, are like, you drink less. I'm like, I know. Are you drinking less now? Way less. Okay, I, I drink. Really, I'm yeah. like, I'm like, but they in the industry it's called Sam Malone syndrome. Okay. Where you, you if go. you you own the place, you're probably not going to drink that much there. But for a while, though, you were you were spending more. T- oh, there were different. Reasons, I was though. I was spending more time there because I yeah. There were different I, reasons. Yeah, there was different reasons yeah. for that. I was spending more time Never there, mind. Yeah. but I was drinking. What it was, I honestly I was drinking a lot of that ginger ale, which is just nothing but fucking sugar, That's which is true. not good for it's you. Really tasty though. It's, it is fucking Black delicious. Blackbridge Brewery homemade ginger ale. Oh folks. yeah, it's lovely. Almost always on tap. Currently off tap because we ran out. Oh really? Yeah. Okay. But it'll be made this week. There's a lot of, I mean, there's a lot of traffic. There's a lot of business right now, right? Shit, yeah. It's, it's really kind of picking up. Fuck yeah. Right? Yeah. Downtown's kind of hopping. It feels like everybody's picking back up, which yeah. is, it's good. And it's probably more. Isn't it true? It's above pre-COVID levels right now. Your sales in general. I, I'd or, have to look at the numbers. Okay. I don't know. I, I, I know that I feel like more people are having a good time. Right. You know, and so that's great. Yeah. Yeah. It's a. Uh, I'm really. Really happy to see. That. I see a lot more positive energy out there than I do negative energy. I think is the is, is is a good thing. Probably some of your or perspective maybe, too, a little bit. I, that's my that was going to be my next thought. Right, that came to come out of my mouth was that maybe it's my my the lens that I have is a right, little bit yeah, better. Because if your life is kind of let's say coming together or it's pretty good on an even keel, you're going to have a different. You know, you're always going to if, if you're, you're always being harangued like I've been lately. It's like you know, and I let that happen. You're not gonna want to. You're not gonna have fun when you go out. You're not gonna want to go. No, because you're, you're always gonna... constantly preoccupied with the other shit, oh, and that's God. Yeah, it's terrible. That's one of the things about letting go. You don't have to just let yeah. go of uh, the situation that you're in, or let go and fall into the stream and just let fucking nature take its course. Right. It's more like let go of bullshit. Just let. Yeah. Just. Just fucking. It's like uh, 
carrying around guilt. Right. It's like and a again, ton of bricks. Just again, set it down and walk away. Yeah, again, people struggle with this. Everybody struggles with this. Yeah. So that's something to look into. That's what, there's, we're, there's, what we're saying. And there's another facet to it, too, that I know. I, I'm sure you've gone through this in your life where you had a series of, of people that just disappointed you. Oh, yeah. And I'm just tired of being disappointed. But I'm but normal. My old the the like years ago, like more immature Joe, would have been disappointed in somebody. Somebody let me down that I really was counting on. They said they were going to do something. They didn't do it. I would let it go. I would let it go. Or sometimes I would even go, "Well, what did I do to cause this?" Sure. And look on myself. Like maybe yeah. it was me. And now I'm just like, no. Uh, most people are shit and have their own fucking demons that they're that they're dealing with. And uh, I need to be more careful at who I. Uh, not hitch my wagon to per se, but m- who I associate with, because I just get fucking let down. Yeah, we're all and disappointed. Uh, people have their shit they're dealing with. That's part of the thing that the term of, and I don't know if it's psychology or whatever, but you know, the, everybody's a walking wounded of somehow. Uh, absolutely, which I love. Everybody that term. is damaged or yep. wounded from something, and that's that's their lens that they on to you. Something happens to you, and they're not yeah. really necessarily doing it on purpose, right? And that's, they're fucking damaged. It, it took me forty fucking years to figure that out, and that's unfortunate. Some but, people uh, but, never but that's, figure it that's out. That's what I was gonna say. Better to uh, discover it after forty years than after eighty years. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, I'm really, I'm really happy about that. So, um, and it's not so much, uh, it's not so much that I'm happier because I'm not necessarily happier. I'm more confident in my actions, and my decisions, and the way I speak. Mm-hmm. And I now have a more fire in my belly and a drive. That's good towards a few goals. I'm glad to hear it, and I'm yeah. glad to see it. Yeah, like I, I, I used to wake up at seven. To be at work by eight, mm-hmm. and barely have time to make a cup of coffee and make some food, and then jet out to work. Right now, I get up at six, and hit the rowing machine for like thirty minutes. Yeah, and then get a, and then make a, a cup of coffee, enjoy it, watch some shit on and, TV, and watch l- some South Park. That little adjustment there makes a huge difference too, because we we've all been there before too, where we didn't like something that was coming up, so you sleep as long as you can, and barely you take a shower and you're out the door, and if anything. If anything happens, like a small little fender bender, oh, my God, now you're fucking late. Now, that adds stress. Oh, You've yeah. you arrive to wherever you're going to be late, and it sets the pace yeah. for everybody else that's there. That If it's a meeting or a, you had to be on time for work and you were late, whatever, that's also laying that down, too. Hey, it doesn't have to be that way. Yeah. If you somehow trick yourself into getting up 30 minutes earlier, who gives a flying fuck? 30 yeah. minutes, come on. Well, and now it's easy, too, because I, I live alone. Right, that is. You know huge. what I mean? Like it's I would have been huge. waking people up if I would have. You know, uh, yeah. so now that that makes a huge thing. But also, that's a double-edged sword. And you and I talked about that mm-hmm. when I first moved in. And like, turns out, living alone is very, very lonely. And there's no one there to kick you in the ass. And there's no no. There's no one there to go. Have you just been laying around all fucking right. day long? Un- Whether it's your until, friend or your spouse or your yeah, your unless partner or until you can adjust or you have closer friends that can come see what's going on and go, hey man, yeah. you gotta you gotta get your life. Yeah. Uh, gotta tighten it up a little bit here. You yeah. Know? Yeah, you can't just be a crazy cat person or just let things go to shit. And that's why it's always good to have little gatherings at your house occasionally. It forces you to clean the place up. Yeah, I'm not saying you. I'm just saying this. No, is it's general. true. No, it's, it's absolutely general. true. So you, that's why I keep my. I try to. I try to look at the ethos. This is so. This is so fucking slutty. But I, what if I meet the person that just like blows my mind and we want to go someplace? You know, I meet just one day at Safeway at fucking Blackbridge right. at the. The park. It and you're not matter. ready, and your house and, is and my house is not fucking ready. And it's not even only just not ready. Not just like a little bit dirty. It's like a fucking disaster. Yeah, it's or a something. disaster. I got dirty dishes everywhere. I would clean the counter in a yep. week, and I've got fucking 
goddamn Dave's Killer Bread is one of some of the best bread on earth. It is the messiest fucking bread because all the seeds and shit and fall off of mm-hmm. it. I mean, from the toaster to a plate, I have to sweep almost every fucking day. I'm like, <laughs> fucking Dave, put right. some eggs in there. Hold that shit together or some right. shit. Anyway, uh, but yeah. like There have so been I, numerous times I've met a person out somewhere and it'd be like, hey, man, after party at my house, who's going to be there? You and me. You know, and then yeah. you know, the place is ready. You know, it's ready. It's ready, rigged, fucking just yeah. fucking locked, locked and, and loaded. Locked and loaded, ready exactly. to go. Exactly. Yeah. And that keeps me on my toes. Has that happened in the three or four, mo- almost four months that I've been uh, there uh, alone? No. Recently it has. Oh, yeah, I guess it has. Yeah. <laughs> it's culminating. You don't even, you're not even aware of it. That's how wonderful it is, right? Yeah, no shit. You're I not even it. aware. Yeah, right. yeah it's, that's good. Not without any details. Yeah, without it, without spilling any details, right. which I'm a little better than that but it, for the most part. So but it's kind of, that part's kind of paid off a little bit. No, it really has. And it, and yeah. it also, it's kind of like that whole, uh, the old, was it a military? It was probably a general or something like that. It says... Uh, First thing you should do every morning is make your bed. I think it was a navy. You, it was a navy. It was an uh, admiral. Um, admiral. I knew yeah. it was somebody high. One of those high ranks at one of the the graduation speeches. Yeah. Or so, was yeah. Something. Yeah. It was make, like a, some sort of bed. commencement or something. Get out of bed. Make your bed in the morning. Start, just just starts the day off. Right. Which I don't do that. You know what I do? I get out of bed no and I, I in my underwear go to my living room and get on the rowing machine. Okay. And then I go back and make my bed. Well, you go. That's, that's good. That's yeah. close enough. No, and because I, I consciously did that. I'm like, you know what? Fuck that guy. I'm going right. to do one better. I'm not going to just going to make my bed. I'm going to accomplish two things today. Right. Which is great, and yep. I think it's a good mentality to have. But All yeah, right. yeah. Uh, anyway. Is that it? Yeah, I think that's it, guys. It's long enough. Second segment was pretty yeah. long. It was worthwhile. I will say, I'm going to leave on one positive note of something okay. that I forgot about. All right. Because I did. I get. I'll be honest. I got. I got stood up for a date uh, a couple weeks ago. Okay. And I actually left this one out to, for you. I forgot. I skipped over. When we were talking about okay. it before we were recording. Um. I already had food like ready to go, and uh, then at very last minute, uh, I got a I get a text and hey, I can't make it, whatever. And I was like, damn, that's like the third time I've been blown off. Whatever. So I called. I almost called you, but I knew how late it was. It was probably closer to like six, right? And I knew you, and I was already in my mode, right? Probably it was. I was still in the middle of you, what's going you on. You would never here. have shown up. So yeah. I I called. I get it. Called Fair another enough. friend of mine. I was like, hey. Do you want some steak? And he's like, I always want steak. I'm like, I got two sirloin steaks marinating, a chimichurri. I'm getting ready to pan fry them, you know, bistro style. I got some candy carrots. I got this nice little, like, Greek kind of Mediterranean salad, some, you know, whatnot. And uh, he's like, hell yeah, dude, I'll be over. And I'm like, hey, uh, tell, you know, our other friend. and said, tell him, you guys, I know you guys are hanging out together. He says, well, I, I don't put out. I don't put out in the first day. I'm like, I'm not you. putting out for either one of you guys. I'm like, <laughs> And he's like, hell yeah, dude, we'll be there in a few. Like, what's the occasion? Like, got stood up. He's like, fuck that. We're definitely going to be there. So they showed up, took a cool picture of the three of us. Like, hey, my boy gets stood up, and he is already, like, we're going to eat the meal that that she should have fucking had. Nice. They came over. Total bro support. That's what we should be doing for people. So I'm leaving it with, uh, and I know, shout out to Trace and Kendra, because you guys are going to remember this, Uncle Iroh. Right? From uh, The Last Airbender, which I didn't really watch too much, but Mm. I was dating a woman who had a son or has a son, and we would watch that show together. And Uncle Iroh had these really cool old, like, Chinese guy quotes. Mm -hmm. And one of them was, sometimes the best way to help you through a hard time is to help others. Absolutely. And that resonated with me and it has resonated for 15 years. It's so a, it's like a, it's a truth. It's 1 plus 1 equals 2. The being stood up or, or or being canceled on multiple times makes you question your self-worth, which I don't really question that anymore cuz it doesn't really exist. Um 
makes you question your self-worth, makes you question this and da, 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 what's wrong with me, what the fuck, why the fuck is it okay to do that to me? I would never do that to somebody else. Mm-hmm. Um, and I got through that and a lot of things in my life by doing something nice for somebody else, someone, which is yeah. I fed two of my good friends yeah. who did fucking show up. And they appreciate it. So remember the people in your life that show up. Yep, that's it. All right, that's it, folks. Have a great week. Say good night, Joe. Good night, Joe. Thank mm-hmm. you.